So welcome to Startup Business Q&A episode 259, 259. This is the penultimate one. Next week is our last ever show. That will be year five, uh, end of five years of this. And uh, yeah, it's kind of all coming to a close. New chapters starting. So next Monday uh, on our the end of our last ever show, uh, I will be um, pivoting out and we'll be moving straight into the, the YouTube channel. So uh, I'm really excited about that. I cannot wait uh, to get that rolled out. And um, yeah, it's been a long time coming. So what I wanted to do today was share um, a number of things, There's actually loads of stuff, but I wanted to share a few things that stand out as like lessons learned from live streaming. Um, you'd expect, given I do it every week and have done for a long time, that people ask regularly, you know, what are the things that you would tell me? Like, what, what are the tips and bits of advice and so on as well? So um, hopefully this helps you a lot somehow. And I'm really excited to uh, kind of give you some some things that probably you thought, you know what, that's good common sense. I'd know that anyway. Or some things where you're like, ah, OK, that's kind of handy. Uh, or just some good considerations. Um, like I say, there were loads and loads, but I came up with seven. I thought that maybe is a good number, a good amount of things to to share with you. Um, before we get into that, do share if you are watching uh, live right now. Put in the comments, hashtag team live. Or if you're watching the replay later, you can put in hashtag team replay. Let us know as well where you're watching from. It's really cool to see uh, where around the world you lot are tuning in from. But um, yeah, like I say, this is it. Like next week is the final one. Uh, this week I will be I will be uh, sharing these ideas and things that I think really kind of cropped up. Some things I, I kind of thought, you know what, they're going to be obvious uh, and they they were true. But the fact is, if I'm if I'm mentioning things today that seem obvious is because they really are important. Uh, and that's why I've selected them. So uh, it'd be great to see who is online right now. If you're watching right now, do put in the comments where you're watching from. And if you're part of hashtag Team Live or Team Replay, we're live on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, LinkedIn as well. Uh, I do want to shout out, start of all, uh, first of all, for the last six months, I've been sponsored by the amazing Restream for these uh, live streams. So I just want to say thank you so much to them for the partnership. Uh, obviously, they're partnering next week as well, but basically just have been amazing support throughout. If you want to uh, benefit from uh, the the kind of the connection I have with them. Well, the guys over at Restream have kindly set up that you can have free credit, so ten dollars free credit, I believe, uh, if you want to try out multi-platform streaming or recording through uh, Restream or live streaming on one platform is absolutely fine as well. Of course, uh, if you go to Restream.io, Restream.io slash join slash Richard Moore M O R E, you automatically get ten dollars free credit when you set up a free account. So. Thank you to them for sponsoring this live show for for six months, which is long enough as it is. But the fact that we've been doing this for five years is uh, it feels kind of crazy, to be honest. Uh, so thank you to you guys at Restream. Also, I want to shout out those of you in the entrepreneur business group. Uh, some just wonderful people in there who have supported this show as well. If you're not in, you go to facebook.com slash groups slash entrepreneur business group or one word. Uh, you can join in there. We've got 4,600 people and lots of interesting uh, fun giveaways and things like that, but also good learning. Uh, and the guest sessions last week 
Wow, uh, Tim Salau, Mr. Future of Work himself, uh, really was an amazing person to have in there. So thank you so much, Tim, for giving up some of your time and sharing some really important things about leadership and, the, and the, you know, and what work should look like in, in the years ahead. That was really amazing. Uh, and I think he shared seven tips, in fact, as well. So if you haven't watched it yet, do join the group. Uh, that's free, free, obviously, to do. And you can you can see uh, uh, his his replay right there as well. Coming weeks, we've got uh, the announcement for the book club that will be rolled out soon with Safer Kaya out of Berlin, co-hosted with Gerlene Deal out of uh, San Diego. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Before I get into um, what uh, the, the seven things I've learned uh, from, from live streaming, let's look at who's watching. So Freak Over Design over on Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. You've written, I find it hard to stay up to date with Facebook, but love being part of the group. Thank you. It's so nice to have you on here then. Thank you for watching. Um, yeah, Facebook is uh, is always uh, at fast pace, isn't it? And so I think what we've what I've done is to lessen over the years. I mean, that group started in 2015, but lessen the number of posts each day and just really work hard on quality. So, um, you know, it's not like three posts a day. It's a bit less than that now, but it does mean that we've, We've got really something focused or centered on, on conversations, but thank you so much for your support. It's amazing. Chef Mike Don Pedro, you're in here as well. Open source uh, LLC, uh, Ami, Amar, uh, sorry, Amid Ra joined as well. Uh, Sonal Design, uh, good to see you here. Kimberly Bronsema. Uh, I am Ibrahim Gangat as well. Um, and who else we've got? Tom English and uh, Militzar, Militz. Uh, Milzaro Saria coaching. Apologize if I said your name wrong. Inara by Marika or Maraca as well. Wow, some cool names on Instagram. Who else have we got here? On uh, we've got uh, Jennifer Henson watching live on LinkedIn uh, from New York City. Good morning, she says. Also, Elizabeth Massot, thank you, or Massot, probably because you're in France. You're watching from France. Hi, Richard. Great to have you here. Thank you for watching. Let's get into this. So, like I say, just Give us a wave, say hi, uh, let us know where you're watching from. This is episode 259, week 259. Next week is the final episode uh, and we will be pivoting out to YouTube. The channel, by the way, has been live for many years. Uh, it was featured even by YouTube. I, my my channel, me specifically, and my channel was featured in 2018 uh, in a book called, by YouTube called The Book of YouTube, uh, which featured 100 independent creators in the UK uh, uh, to watch. Um, and, and weirdly, I kind of left it a bit since then and didn't really focus on it as much as we can. Uh, but we're going full tilt into YouTube. So first video will drop on the 19th of July, next Monday. So the same day that we're running the last ever live stream here on Instagram, Facebook, and um, and and LinkedIn of this series, at least. So that will be the fifth year, like the five-year anniversary. It will be a nice big event. I will be having, you know, all the questions I can take on, and I will try and, uh, yeah, just be nice. It's something really special. Um, but yeah, so thank you to everyone for, for tuning in. Get Darren Gid watching as well uh, through LinkedIn. Paul Hamilton watching too. Uh, good afternoon. You say, awesome to have you all here. First thing, this is no particular order, but I wrote, I deliberately what I did was I wrote down 20, 25 things. That I thought, you know what? This is stuff I've learned from live streaming over five years. And then I really spent time. I was like, but what things did I really think this is just indispensable? And like I say, if you just tuned in now, just remember, if some of these things are obvious, 
then it's that important that I'm mentioning it anyway. So despite them seeming obvious, it's really important. So first up, and I'm obviously slightly biased in doing this, but I've tried other things as well. First up, the first tip I'd say is that a show, inverted commas, a show beats ad hoc live streaming, in my opinion, unless you have a huge following, which I do not. Across all my platforms, it's not that big. Um, my biggest following is on LinkedIn where I have 40,000 people. It's just, it's uh, going ad hoc doesn't work as well, in my opinion, for community building as if you are live every week at the same time. It simply means that every week at the same time, people know you're going to be live. Uh, you can kind of have a little bit of a warm up, remind people the day before perhaps that you're going to be doing it. But more than anything, it's really awesome that people because the point of it is to obviously share your, your value and so on and warm people up and make them feel like, you know what, Richard maybe is someone who I could uh, not just learn from, maybe do work with. To warm someone up, you need to be consistent and that builds great familiarity. And if they are seeing you there every week, it really does help a lot. So a lot of people will say, you know, East Coasters, for instance, will say, I show up every Monday 8am, some of them like listening on the school run, that kind of thing. It's just a lovely thing to know that there are people listening every week. Some people, uh, you know, Pacific uh, Coast uh, side, uh, West Coast is what I was, the term I was looking for. Well, they might be a bit early for them, but they watch the replay every week. Some people listen to only the podcast version. It's just so nice that people tune in knowing it's going to be there. So um, I'll miss you lot, obviously, after next week's final show, but we will go like I say, to face, to, sorry, to, to YouTube. So hopefully you'll, you'll enjoy that as well. So a show works because people know it's going to be on, they can tune in for it and they know what they're going to get as well. So over these five years, every week, I've just asked questions, asked you guys to share questions and you've asked questions and I've given my best answers to them. Uh, we've done over 2000 questions in almost five years. And so it's been a huge amount that has been really like, uh, interesting questions but most of them have been like just great things that I can share and help with so it's been really good fun to be able to be of, of assistance and that's been the show it's been super simple and it provides a wonderful world where like the content creates itself because of course people come in with questions and then indeed it means that I've got I've got already got the material I can just answer questions so I love Q&A so it really makes sense uh, to do it that way so the second thing is that kind of related to that it's important you understand this this second point consistency is loved it's loved people really and what i mean by that is not because it's convenient and handy for them consistency is loved in the sense that people really respect it it seems people are really impressed by it and um if you're working on building your brand or or having an asset such as a live show like this or a podcast or whatever it's really interesting that most people almost everyone will quit after a while. I think it's something like um, podcasts, for instance. I think it's something like seven episodes is the average that people make and then they quit. YouTube channels, it's often said that one of the main reasons by, why people fail in YouTube is they can't be consistent for a year and you need to kind of be doing it for a good year or so to really get, get the ball moving. And I just think it's love because it's respected uh, because most people don't do it. So if you're going to do something like live streaming, like commit, decide to do it and but also decide to show up too. So I, I, did, I didn't just say, oh, I'll stream each week or even I'll stream every Monday. It was I'm going to stream every Monday at this time 
and that's that. And and over the past five years, we've like booked holidays around it. Uh, I've I've at one point I had an operation that I booked around it. I had it on the Tuesday because I knew the Monday was live streaming. So it's quite kind of extreme, but the point is like really making sure you show up. And if I simply couldn't, there was a, been a couple of times one one where I had a different operation when I really could not be. Uh, uh, live streaming one where I had to be on holiday because I was on on a not had to be on holiday I was on a holiday so I was on a flight and um so I could so I pre-recorded using restream and shared that instead so being consistent it's really loved because you're always there for people and, and there will be always a small group of people who really feel that you know your live show is is the thing they love to wake up to it's the thing that they're really into so those first two are really crucial very similar a show beats ad hoc in my opinion you can use the audience to kind of build it up and like help produce it in a way like i have with the questions asked but also consistency really is loved it really paints you in a good light third point so the third tip uh, or th third thing that i've learned above many others uh, for for live streaming is that you should engage with the audience and let them in. Now that's one of those ones where it's like, well, that's obvious, Richard. Well, it's not for some people, and um, for those for whom this is an obvious tip, I'm saying it because it is that important. You don't have a show unless you have an audience engaging. Not you don't have a show unless you have an audience. Sure, you have to have an audience, but it's not the size at all of the audience that matters. It's how much they're engaged. So seeing these people joining in, Fanny Dunnigan, uh, really awesome to have you here uh, from Dallas, Texas. Fanny, who I've been connected with some time, who's done one of my courses, who very kindly featured me on her her live show on on Thursday last week with Anne Small. You know, that's an amazing thing to have. And so showing up... Um, and seeing her show up for me, it would be madness to not engage and, and have the audience involved. So sharing that there are people here is really crucial. Reading out the people who are showing up as they do, do uh, David B.26 has just tuned in on, um, on Instagram. You should be giving these people a wave. You should be saying hi to people. You should be getting people to engage with one another as well. And like I say, if you're just tuning in, let me know where you're watching from. Let me watch, know if you're watching live. So put in hashtag team live or hashtag team replay if you're watching uh, uh, later on. All this stuff matters. Sana Ahmed, you've asked on LinkedIn. Hey, Richard, uh, tuning in from Boston. What are the different successful live streaming formats you've seen on LinkedIn and elsewhere, interview or solo or desktop? You know, it's interesting because a lot of people uh, ask this kind of question, what one's best? But actually, it's really down to kind of what suits you, what your vibe is. Um, I really like this solo format. And the reason why, Sana, is because I have this uh, real enjoyment of answering people's questions. So it's kind of solo, but it's also engaging and literally using the audience as we are doing right now. It's very meta. But I do think that uh, interview can work quite well. Um, I've seen really good quality um, uh, interviews where they go live, you bring someone in. I've done some interviews uh, a little while back with Restream themselves, the platform that hosts and use uh, partners with me on these on the live shows. And Getting someone to tune in just adds another dimension. Remember as well, a big hack if you're growing is to get uh, an audience in um, using other people's networks. So if I were to do interviews with other people, much like with a podcast or anything else, those people, that person's, sorry, that person's uh, uh, network will likely show up as well. 
And so leveraging other people's network is a really good idea. That's why interviews can be really powerful. I do feel that some shows are overproduced and like and like they've done got all of the bells and whistles and graphics and that, but they're not really focusing on distribution. Uh, and so kind of it feels like something of an indulgence, but no one's really interested in showing up. So that's why we go back to that kind of that 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 this point I've got of engaging with the audience doesn't just happen on the live uh, call itself, live show itself, but it's also happening behind the scenes. So engaging people saying, hey, there's a live show on Monday. What questions have you got? So often what I've done in the past is say on a Saturday, I would poll the entrepreneur business group on Facebook and say, which of these topics would you like? Or what topic would you like covered? Let people do a poll. Then the, whatever comes out with the most votes is the topic. So then on Sunday, I say, well, there's the topic you decided on. What questions have you got? And then, of course, those who voted can ask their questions. So really working hand in glove with the audience is awesome because they help you produce the show as well. That's that hopefully helps. But I it's a bit of a subjective thing, to be honest. If you can get your tech right, Sana, then then go for something more elaborate. I just love solo. I think it's really good fun having everyone, everyone with you for sure. Uh, There was a comment on Instagram. Uh, Yeah. Tom English has said average podcast, only seven episodes. Wow. Yeah, that's the average. Because honestly, it's it's and I don't think it's the same for just a podcast. Uh, sorry, podcast. I think it's the same for many things. People can't be consistent. It's massive. People just can't do it. They give up straight away, especially with things like podcasts and things like this, because unless you've already got an audience, no one's really going to show up for the first episode. So you're like, why am I doing this, putting all this work in? And there's no one watching or listening. You're like, it, it gets really soul destroying because people don't focus on the fact that you have to put the bricks down, build the foundations to get a show. You know, my first live stream, I had people showing up for it, but that's because although I started it back in 2015, it would have been 2016, 2016. Um, you know, there was a couple of years before that of people showing up for me on Facebook. So when I went live with the, you know, there were some people who were going to show up, but not many, and there's never really many anyway, but that's not, that's not, you know, that's not really a big, deal for me because I feel I get a lot from from the engagement I have. But for most people, it's like if you don't get loads of people showing up, it's very easy to quit after a while because it's easier to not bother when it feels like you're not getting in returns. But certainly it's helped me for getting audience and distribution and even sales. It's helped me in terms of honing my philosophy, understanding how I want to articulate a particular thing uh, in the sense like if I answer a similar question over and over again, week after week, then I get good at answering it. And I, I think I'm better on camera as a result of uh, of doing so many live streams. It's definitely made a big difference. Um, uh, but yeah, most people will quit because they don't get great results straight away. That's why a lot of people fail, not because they were no good or more specifically didn't have the potential. It's because they just give up because they're not getting results straight away, which is why most people quit on, you know, New Year's resolutions. Most people go on, go to the gym and then by February, they will quit because they're not suddenly got a perfect body. So it's just, it's a human trait and you have to push through that kind of rubbish. You have to really stay disciplined. It really makes a difference. Uh, Chuck Herrick, you've shared. Fanny Dunnigan, excited starting on this journey and learning all I can. That's amazing. Some really good comments in there uh, as well. Thanks so much for showing up, Fanny. It's really cool. Fanny has shared. Uh, you're amazing and small and I respect your work. I really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much for that. Uh, Ginny has said, uh, Ginny's team live in Hertfordshire. 
home counties UK. I'm an ad hoc viewer due to work, but good to know you've always been there, Richard, and will continue to be on your YouTube channel. Thank you. Nice thing is these are all recorded. So, you know, you can go to like Instagram, IGTV, you can watch all the back episodes, or you can go to therichardmore.com. And, and like, if you're desperate, you can go, obviously each of these weeks have got different themes. You can look at the different questions and answers. And uh, it's really nice. A lot of people said that's been really useful as this kind of repository of, of answers against particular topics. So it's really crucial. Uh, uh, Tom English, you've added starting and continuing consistently are acts of faith. I, I think you're not far off to, from there, to be honest. Gary Frey, good to see you watching. Thanks very much on LinkedIn. Uh, Ahmed has asked, uh, did you have difficulties in the beginning five years go back going live? If so, how did you get over it? Were you self-motivated to begin? And I think you're great, Richard. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hi. Did I have difficulties on the first episode, which is still there, if you're keen enough to scroll back through the feed? Um, the very first episode, I had my, um, you know, the rotation lock uh, off, <laughs> uh, on rather, on my phone. So I put the phone portrait, no, sorry, landscape, and it was portrait or whatever it was. And the, yeah, I hadn't rotated. So the first five or so minutes of my first ever live stream, I was at 90 degrees. And after a while, people were like, dude, you need to rotate the phone. So then I turned that off and it flipped around. So there were difficulties at the beginning like that. Um, there were other difficulties along the way, which brings me actually, I'm going to use you, uh, Ahmed, as a way to uh, bring in the fourth tip here, which is check your tech, <laughs> check your tech and also build in redundancy as well. So you have to think about like what your limits are for streaming. Uh, firstly, for yourself, can you handle multiple streams if you can do that so i'm streaming on four channels sorry three channels right now i used to do youtube as well uh but for strategic reasons we're not uh we're going we're moving just to produced video there but instagram linkedin and facebook at the same time um i used to do it with a webcam for one linkedin i believe and uh, uh two smartphones one for instagram one for facebook and so that i could see everything native then of course the wonderful restream came along which allowed me to do it all at once Obviously, Instagram, if you if you know anything about Instagram, you know they don't like the third parties at all. So you have to stream that separately. So I have a smartphone on for um, for Instagram so I can see people directly natively right there. And then I have a webcam running through um, a third party uh, app called uh, Restream for Facebook and, and LinkedIn. But one of the things I've learned is, you know, bandwidth is a thing, right? Your, your Wi-Fi can only handle so much. So if I had this smartphone here, which is running to Instagram, if I was running that through Wi-Fi, it would just be like crushing my Wi-Fi because I'd be trying, trying to upload yet more HD videos. So I use a data plan for that particular phone uh, to allow enough bandwidth for the, you know, for the Wi-Fi to handle Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, because also, you know, during homeschooling, uh, during the pandemic, both daughters on a laptop each, learning online you know my wife's on her ipad or whatever as well and so it was, it was really full on and so you can't you know you can't try and try and do too much you've got to have tech that's going to work and it's not i had difficulties at the beginning as well um with some of the you know the quality of sound and things like that you know i i added things as i went so like i originally just did it from my smartphone with no microphone and of course the sound is the microphone is a terrible thing to, on, on the smartphone so now i have a lapel mic for Instagram, I have um, this uh, uh, proper, 
you know, a proper microphone for the other channels as well. Uh, uh, there's lighting and things like that. So you can really go crazy if you want to, you know, you invest in tripods and things like that to kind of, uh, to kind of make it more, uh, um, you know, add some quality as you go, I suppose. But the difficulties weren't really that bad for me, to be honest, Ahmed, because the show is so simple. I wanted something simple and non-intrusive. I show up, people ask questions, I answer them. And, and that that's made things nice and simple. Was I self-motivated to begin? Yes. My job is like starts with people finding me online and recognizing I can help specifically close help them close deals that's what I, I focus on the conversion uh, through linkedin for for businesses so i need to be present online and the motivation was like based on i have to make sure i can survive and, and the family can live so i have to show up for myself and fear was not an option you just have to get on with it because i needed to go live because it's a good thing to do and so i was leveraging these platforms um tools that they had for me and going live in 2016 with Facebook was a really great idea I'd say it helped me with confidence and so on anyway going live on Instagram helped as well and then getting it on on LinkedIn was just brilliant because the audience there is so strong uh, for business and the distribution is is pretty good too so yeah really good question thank you so much uh, for that I really really appreciate it I, I Fanny and said I first connected with Richard back in 2018 gosh so March 2018 was when I first connect when I first really started bringing in content with in earnest on LinkedIn. Uh, I got LinkedIn Live when it rolled out in 2019. Although one of, another difficulty there to share, Ahmed, is that I had LinkedIn Live after three attempts to get it. I, I kept getting, <laughs> I kept getting so many knockbacks. They were saying things like, well, "You know what? Uh, like you're, you're not you're not going to get it this time." Here's an e uh, there's a stock email of like, here's some suggestions for you. Try doing video and try producing content. It's like, I am. I've been doing it over 100 episodes by now. But eventually they gave it to me and um, and then the rest is history. But yeah, it's been really nice having that. Other difficulties as well, uh, not so much a difficulty, but a complexity and definitely different was um, the 100th show I did. Um, I did the 100th show, which would have been 2018, in fact. Uh, from the Shard in London, so the huge um, like triangle uh, of glass, and um, that was really good fun. It was like the thirtieth floor or something. I would collaborated with a business for it, and uh, um, it was like great in principle. If you think about, it, like, I'm doing my hundredth live show, the hundredth week from the Shard. That's gonna be awesome. But it's just an office inside, isn't it? Like you can't see it's the shard. And of course, because it's darker inside, if you know anything about lighting, the camera focuses on you, make sure you're exposed enough. And if it's really light outside, you can't see like the city. So it was like, I could have been absolutely anywhere. It was just another office really. It's just like literally looked the same. So I had to keep saying I'm at the shard, honestly. And you know, I couldn't insert B-roll of the shard or anything or, or like some kind of drone footage from outside. I didn't have the budget for that. So it was kind of, um, <laughs> It was, it was like, it was nice to do, but like, it didn't really look any different. The lighting was bad, actually. It was really dark, I remember. Uh, but, you know, these things are all just experiences. They're already good fun uh, to do. Um, but, there, but there we are. So I'm glad that, that was really useful. Um, keep up the wonderful works, says Greg. I really appreciate it. Well, I'll keep it up for one more week. Uh, next week, 260. Week 260 is the final one. And, uh, and then we'll move on. So a show beats ad hoc. Really important first point. Always try a show. It's a really good thing because second point is consistency. It really is love. People do love it. They, I'm known by many people for consistency before anything else. In fact, engage with your audience, let them in, 
bring them in, let them know they're here. Wiles Lim is watching on Inst on Instagram. He's just said hi, for instance. You've got to say hi to people. Faria Banu, Escalate Growth. Uh, hello to you as well. I was just joined. Just letting people know that you're aware that here is really crucial. Um, check your tech. Build redundancy as well. So that redundancy is in making sure your Wi-Fi can handle it, for example. Have you got a spare tripod? Have you got a spare microphone? What about if the camera goes down? All that kind of stuff is really good idea. Otherwise, you're kind of like you're hoping it all goes right. And stuff goes wrong every so often. It's really important. Um, the next one is really important too. Number five, it pays to follow up after the live show, especially when new people show up. It's a really good idea when the fin when the show's finished to go to the comments and engage with them there, at least give them likes, but also go to people and say, hey, thanks so much for showing up for me. I really appreciate it. Great to see you on the show. That kind of thing has really worked. Over the five years I've been doing this every single week, it's really made a difference because people then feel validated in their decision to show up for you. So the following week, guess what? They're probably more likely to come again. And that's how building an audience is realistic. And like I say, some platforms work better than others, but that's a really important thing. So show up, follow up with people, say thanks, especially at the start. When you first begin, you get a trickle of people watching. You need to give them massive thanks because that's an opportunity to start new connections, build conversation, and then have them show up again for, for uh, other content in the future. Uh, that's number five. Number six... This is big because a lot of people are worried about, they're concerned about trolls and things. Remember that some people will show up for themselves. What that means is they show up with their own sometimes quite selfish um, agendas. And that agenda might be to troll you or to take you down or say certain things. You can, you, whatever you want to do with them is fine. You can choose to engage with them. You can choose to ignore them. Um, some people, for instance, they come online to Instagram, they see that you're live and they see you have a following. And so they want to join the live stream. And so like whenever I do this, I always have people saying, hey, I want to join in the live stream. And that they're, like, they're continually asking over and over again. That can be a little bit off-putting. So you have to stay on point. You have to control. You have to make sure you're planned. You know, I have, a, I have a bit of a plan for today's session, but you have to make sure that you you have a policy of what you're going to do. Some people I've had in the past, some people have like shown up and written things. And this is like, if I'm looking at Instagram, put the screen right in front of me with the comments flowing through, then you get people writing things like, this is boring, this is dull. And like, they're showing up for themselves. For some reason they want to do that. And they, they, they will start spamming. You always get someone who, uh, often it happens on LinkedIn, they'll share a link to their website or to like some ridiculous thing. And, you know, it's really important to try and stay strong and focused as you go. Often what I'll do is because Instagram, you can scroll through them. If someone's commented some something that's really off putting, I'll scroll, I'll scroll back down. So it's off my screen so I can concentrate. And then after a few more messages have gone, I'll scroll past it. I just don't want that stuff in my, in my life. I don't need any kind of negativity. So I will just ignore it completely. Um, and it's just really crucial to remember this because there will always be some people who want to hijack your hard work, basically. So expect it, not in a negative way, but just expect it to be there. And if it is, what's your policy going to be? Um, sometimes people challenge me, which is brilliant. I love that. And I'm happy to discuss. But then sometimes people are coming in simply to try and jump on the fact that there are a bunch of eyeballs there 
and leverage it to their own for their own gains with no thought of of the audience the funny thing is people who do that like they share a link or something they always fail because there's no trust and no one's interested in in being sold to in that way and um, so they end up looking ridiculous but it is a li- it can be off-putting and i remember i remember early on that used to really throw me in the first tens of episodes i'd be you know if someone wrote something off-putting it would really be tough and i'd be like oh that takes your wind out of your sales a bit so again scrolling down getting it off the screen has helped quite a bit that's really made a big difference uh it really has so um that's crucial too one more was that number six was that number six i think that was number six yeah so last one multi-platform live streaming really is an art I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm special because I had to learn it, but multi-platform is an art, but it's really worth it. It's really worth trying it. So where I'm going with this is if you're going to stream on Facebook and you have a LinkedIn account or, a, or an Instagram account or whatever, why wouldn't you stream elsewhere as well? It's a really good idea. Unless you feel like the content won't really resonate for whatever reason, then fine. But like, it's a really good idea because it allows you to tap into other audience and people like, I think, being part of an, a bigger conversation with multiple platforms too. It gives you more to work with as well. Um, but it's hard to start with because you're managing the number of the streams at once. So with Restream, it's very straightforward because uh, on the screen to my right here, I have a chat overlay where I can see, you know, I can see, for instance, that Jennifer is, has just written consistency is key in uh in linkedin meanwhile daniel nunez has said good morning on facebook so it aggregates it all puts it all together for you so it makes life very simple i have to then flip though to to instagram and i have to remember that i've got an audience in a number of places so i have to look at the right kind of camera so often i address instagram on the smartphone when i'm answering a question there and otherwise i'll address the the uh the camera uh for the other streams when i'm addressing there so it's just really important to not to be too fixated on one particular one because you'll end up with uh, an, another audience potentially feeling a little bit marginalized. So it is an art and, you know, I have to press live at the same time, make sure I've set up all of the different streams. When I'm on Restream, I have to set up both Facebook and LinkedIn simultaneously. It's not very difficult, but after a while and after a while you get fine with it. But, you know, there's some considerations every week. So have I, have I got the tech correct for Instagram? Is the mic in correctly? Is the positioning right? Have I got the, the frame correct? It's same for the other camera. Is the tripod in the right position? So I don't, I'm not showing my screen. Is my volume off? Is my, um, these are just good tech tips anyway. Is my screen off? Because I don't want everyone seeing my email, for instance. Have I got stuff off my desk? If there was food or bills, you know, like I'm lucky I don't have any, but imagine if you had a, di- a bill that said something like final demand for your I don't know, electricity and that's sitting on the desk or I've seen people live stream with dirty laundry or like unfinished food on a plate or something. Just think about what you're projecting as well. That kind of thing really makes a difference. Uh, so clear the desk, clear the world, uh, anything. Uh, when I engage with some people in my one-on-one sessions, I'll be using whiteboards. So I need to make sure that stuff's out of the way. Anything I've you know, written down there needs to go. Just make sure that everything looks clean and correct. Uh, so, but after I get into quite a routine, you can imagine this is, like I say, 259 weeks. I'm 
fairly adept at getting set up in, in, with speed, but how much time do you need for it? I, I usually set myself up almost an hour to make sure everything is sorted because other things might happen as well that I need to deal with. Um, right now, we're trying to sell our house, for instance. We're having house viewings. Uh, so I have to just kind of navigate all of these things. But So so I need to make sure everything's ready because multiple platform is really worth it. Uh, but you have to stay on point, make sure there are no distractions, even little things like tell your family, I'm going to be live streaming. If you have children, don't come in the room if the door is shut. Like, don't scream outside the door if you could help it. Um, all this kind of little stuff to make sure your show runs slick. Uh, and then you should be absolutely fine. Is it a hot day? That's another one. Is it a hot day? You don't want to have the window necessarily open because you'll then hear lots of sounds from outside. But if it's a hot day, if you've got a fan, you're going to be sweating hot afterwards. If you have box lighting, like I have up here, like the diffuse lighting, that stuff gets hot after a while and this room gets warm. So like what mechanism have you got in place to keep that simple? I'm like, you know, wear shorts, take your socks off, whatever you need to do. Just make sure that you are feeling comfortable too. Last thing people wanted to do is tune into a, a sweaty live stream. And, you know, imagine like the top lip all wet. It'd be pretty awful. So really important to have that. Um, Final one here. So, so they're, they're, my, they're my, my seven tips. I really hope that helps. Uh, Rifat has fin will finish off with you. Great show, Richard. Question, do you document all the questions and present them as a follow-up on the website, et cetera, as an FAQ? So, glad you asked. So what I do is I repurpose these live streams, Rifat. So every single week after the live stream, my team goes in uh, to restream and downloads the audio for the podcast and then downloads the video to break it down into miniature videos. So if you scroll back through my feeds, uh, through my through my posts on, for instance, uh, where are you on, in, on LinkedIn, go to LinkedIn on my profiles activity under posts, you'll see previous videos. Every single video is me sitting here and it's me sharing for like a minute, one particular thing, I, I, an observation or whatever it might be, or a hack or a answer to a question. All of those videos are taken from the live stream because I'm not going to continually make lots of content. It all comes from the one piece of, of work. So on a Monday, I record for an hour and that provides all the content for the rest of the week. So the questions I answer aren't just for this one particular segment. They then become other videos. Uh, but then those videos become carousels. They, those, so as in like we, we take the video, what's the main thesis, turn it into a carousel, and then we'll turn the carousels answer uh, that originally came from a video that turns into a, um, an animated gif so we have so many different things we, we break out of it uh, to make the most of this time spent on, on a Monday and um, the questions aren't specifically documented so I haven't got a list of them anywhere but each show is on a theme so for instance this one's kind of on, on live stream but there might be one on closing in the DMs or there might be one on you know content strategy or whatever it is and all of those are shared on the uh, website as well so there's a number of ways you can see them if you go to IGTV on Instagram you can see uh, the previous episodes there they get uploaded as a, as a as an IGTV if you go to Facebook uh, you can see them there in videos but if you go to my website therichardmore.com you can see the Q&A previous episodes so they're all there all of them or you can go to the podcast you can go to you know spotify or itunes or whatever you listen to your podcast on you can search richard moore startup business q a you can watch the live show and all of the previous ones are there as well mirav um, a friend over in baltimore has showed up on instagram hey you need to turn this into a book i think you're right um i expect it will become a book 
uh, or some of it will. And I expect that will not happen this year because my new focus as of next week uh, will be aggressively on YouTube with producing shorts and videos every week. Um, I think maybe next year the plan will be to get someone to put it together. There's no way I'm going to sit and watch all of the uh, live shows and decide what questions go in. That, like I say, there's over 2,000 questions now, so there's a lot of them. But what I will do probably is get someone to go through and pick them out. And probably the best way to do that, uh, going off Rifat's uh, question as well, is that it's actually kind of already been done. So, so each show, we pick the best questions. So it's usually a couple of them and make them into these video shorts. So probably what we'll do is the book will be all of these videos, uh, someone will watch them all, poor, poor bugger, and then like, record, like get down all of the answers and then put that into a book. So the book has already been written. It just has to be collated, you know, and then we're there. So, uh, yeah, um, you're not the first, Mirav. It's been suggested for many, many times. But, um, yeah, I think next year it's very likely I'll do it um, because I like the elegance of it. I definitely like the efficiency as well. Um, will I write a book? like sit down and type it one day possibly maybe not i don't know i, li I like the idea of not doing as much work as that <laughs> and having already produced in the way so that's that's definitely the idea everyone thank you so much for for showing up i hope those seven tips were of value i am weirded out by the concept that next week will be the last ever one will i go live again obviously <laughs> but not like this weekly live show Will I go live again soon? Possibly not for a while. I'm like, I'm just not really fussed about doing it that much. I have other projects that are going to be taking my bandwidth, but I do really think that uh, it's going to be weird on a Monday not doing it. I don't think I'll lose sleep over it. I have plenty of other things to be doing, but it will be strange to not do this every single week because I've really enjoyed it. The similar, you know, obviously it's nice every week having new people show up, but there's also, um, uh, there's a group of people and you know who you are who's there all the time, every single week you always show up and that's crazy good. It really is awesome to see. And I just like, um, I like the idea is that kind of little family that shows up every week for different reasons. Some people, you know, they're having their breakfast or, or drinking their first coffee and, and enjoying the show. I know for a fact, hello to you if you are this person uh, or these people, there's a few people who are like driving to work and they listen to, uh, they listen to it like streaming from their phone in the car. And uh, it's just really awesome to have that kind of knowledge that there are people showing up re repeatedly. So that'll be great. And um, yeah, I've got a lot from it. It's, it saved me a lot of time in terms of content production as well, as I've just described. But it will certainly be strange uh, when it's all over. So next week, if there's one thing you do next week, please do join me uh, on Monday. Next week will be episode 200 and 60. So week number 260 of Startup Business Q&A. And um, it will be the last ever show. That will be five years from the day since I did it. Uh, and uh, we'll, you know, we'll go out with a bang. It won't, I'm not going to do anything particularly crazily different. I think I'll just answer questions as we go. But it'll be a really amazing thing to finish. And that day we will be launching uh, the first videos properly produced on YouTube as well. So I'm really pumped about that too. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for watching on Instagram. I really appreciate it. I see you all watching there. Uh, Peter Leber, thanks for joining in just now. Matan Gokuma, my man, Richard, he says that's really, really awesome. Uh, Ilya Francis watching on LinkedIn. It's always a pleasure sipping my coffee and watching your insights, Richard. You are kind. Thank you so much for that. 
I will see you all next week. Have an amazing week. This has been episode 259. <laughs> Thank you, everyone watching the replays on uh, Instagram, on IGTV, on listening on the podcast too, on LinkedIn, on IG uh, live right now, and also Facebook as well. I'll see you all soon. Have a great week. And thanks so much. Cheerio to Instagram and see you all soon, LinkedIn and Facebook.